To Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic Dirty Harry, starring Clint Eastwood. I'm one of your hosts, John, and as ever, I'm joined with fellow co-host Tim. Hi. And where's Trent, Tim? He's gone missing. Missing. I don't know. He said he was going to be on his couch. Sick, (laughs) apparently. Sick in summer. Sometime lose. That doesn't matter because we're joined today with two wonderful guests, Irvi. Hi, how are you going? Good, how are you? Thanks for coming. Yeah, welcome. And who's sitting next to you? We've got Ben PUBG here. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of radio. I'm going, to ass- I'm going to assume people listen to podcasts in the evening. <laughs> yeah, with bad, you know, soothing jazz and a, and a <laughs> cognac like Clint does. It's a boudoir experience for mine. Well, thank you, you two. We're here to review Minute 56. The minute begins with a shot of Harry... And ends with our hero turning to face a cross. What did you think of this minute, Tim? Very tense, dark. Very dark. And uh, just a, a very brooding Clint Eastwood, I think. Have you ever seen any better silhouettes or shadows in a movie than this? <laughs> I can't think of them. Are you a, <laughs> top are you a silhouette con- connoisseur? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I was, but your now, area of now that you mention it. What do you think of this minute, Ben? It's it's quite interesting. It, it it is very tense and is very dark. Mm. It's it's an interesting minute in the career of Clint Eastwood because I would say uh, there are a lot more minutes in Clint Eastwood's career where he's the one holding the gun. It's quite a, it's a departure from type to have him being held at gunpoint, and he's quite helpless in this minute. He has to do what he said, and I love the look on his face. You can tell it's not just Dirty Harry; it's Clint himself really hates having to do what other people tell him to. And that comes through in the performance. He's certainly breathing in a lot, isn't he? Also, also, you can tell he, he, he hates the fact he's being made to face a cross yeah. because you can sense Dirty Harry as an atheist. <laughs> and Ubi, what did you think about this minute? Um, interesting. So on IMDb, I think in the trivia section, um, it says that they cast Scorpio to look like a church, um, a church boy. Yeah, choir boy. Yeah, choir boy, sorry. Yeah, um, so I think, that's, I think that was really good casting for the um, like evil person part um, because he looks sort of maniacal. But also, I guess, yeah, the allusion to Christ with looking at the cross and the silhouettes are very good. Delicious. Yeah, it's interesting. Might be laying it on a bit too thick, though. No, we like, welcome that on this mm. podcast, Ben. If you were, no, 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 not me. The the killer. The killer. You know, <laughs> yeah. The killer, as as the credits have it, which is it seems weird. It's like the killer. You know, for a start, yeah. Dirty Harry is the killer as well. So, yes. let's let's be honest. There's more than one killer in this movie. But one of them's got a badge. Um, but mm. they call him Scorpio all the way through. Let's just call him Scorpio. Let's give him that respect. I think he's earned <laughs> that, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, who calls him the killer? IMDb. Yeah, and the, the credits of the movie the itself actors guild, is yeah. killer. It's like, it's like if you put if we put Scorpio, they were afraid the audience would suddenly forget the entire movie they'd just watched. Like, who's Scorpio. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of? Actually, who? he reminds me of uh, uh, who's the actor? He's in The Warriors and Xanadu. Not Gutenberg. I can't remember his um, name. 
Tim, you're a wa- you're our the, warrior the, scholar, the, the leader of the warriors, the uh, not the Sully guy, the warriors. No, 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 no. the the one who is being invited to come out and play. Ah, and also, <laughs> and also he's the star of Xanadu, the seventies musical. Michael Beck, Michael yeah, Beck, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminds me of Michael Beck. He's he's got that heartthrob look to him, <laughs> which, as you say, is 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 deliberate. You know, he's good guy. I mean, he, even now. I, I picture Harry's face and Scorpio's face, and you got to think maybe Scorpio was the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that this minute, of course, is where uh, Harry has come to deliver the ransom money. money. Yeah. Mm. You've got to say, was, uh, was Scorpio ever really in, interested in the money? Yeah, probably Or was not. he just trying to get Harry into position so he could... Yeah, I don't think you really cared, Tim, do you? Yeah. Although he did up the ransom amount, didn't he? He did up the ransom, but then he gets the ransom and he says, I'm going to let her die. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, spoiler yeah. alert for a later minute. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe it's just more for the thrill of it and that's what um, Harry Mind you, his plan well. would have been to get the money, wouldn't it? Because he, think, that's he right. thinks he's going to kill Harry. Yeah. We don't, we don't see Scorpio in this minute, do we? It's no. his POV. Yes. That's right. But you see Harry Ed. looks fed up, doesn't he? He does. He's breathing in. I felt awful in that whole sequence of Harry running around the city because I put myself in his place and I would realise would really I wouldn't hard. make it to the first <laughs> one. Nor would I. I would be no. half an hour late to the first <laughs> phone call. We were saying what would happen, Tim, if the Giorgio had got the bagman role. <laughs> Mr. Linguini. Well, Clint's oh, always, yeah. he always seems to be puffing from the first minute where he's running. He's, he's overly dressed as well. For yeah. This. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, why didn't you put on like short, <laughs> shorts and a tank top? You know you're going to be running. My theory was that he had gym gear in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? What do you think of this minute? I love it. I mean, this is probably the, the second best scene of the film after the Kizar Stadium uh, torture scene. Mm. Um, I just love it. And the park just has this eerie atmosphere. I think it's great. This is a real park in San Francisco? Yes, Mount Davidson it's Park. Got, I mean, it's, that's a huge cross that he's putting his face up against. Mm. That's a big cross to be in a park. Yeah. That would intimidate me. I mean, do people just go and have picnics in this park? Because <laughs> it's such a grim feeling to be picnicking under a giant concrete well, cross. If, if you're John, you actually go there and recite lines from this film. <laughs> have you done that, John? I've been there, yeah. There's an interesting uh, political history here. The city of San Francisco was forced to divest itself of it because of the, the you know, separation of church and state. In the 70s, right, right, or some right. court case. Yeah. And so it was actually sold to a local Armenian organization who technically private property. But, um, oh, really? And it's a memorial now, has been re memorialized to. Uh, Anne Marie Deacon. I hope so. In addition to the, <laughs> the Turkish massacre of the Armenians in 1915, I think is ostensibly what it's for. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. Um, I love it. Uh, apparently, the director, Don Siegel, insisted upon using this park. Mm. Can't find out how he knew about it, but he, he insisted that um, one of the the terminal of the relay scene be here because it's he not it so it's much. not like very central in San Francisco. No, it? but it's got one of the best views of the whole city, really, yeah. or at least a certain part of the city looking towards the bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good for suspense, and I think. Uh, what do you make of the shadows in it? Symbolically, I leave that to Ben. But um, <laughs> why should leave it to me? <laughs> the shadows in life, baby. You know. Am I? A, I'm not Robert Langdon here. What a, <laughs> I thought I was the silhouette guy. <laughs> yeah, let let him do the silhouettes, <laughs> the shadows, wreathed in shadow, much like my. No, is there moral ambiguity here? I mean, well, he's in the light, and he's, he's the other guy. He's, in in the, the he's sort of half in light. Half his face is in light. Yeah. Half is in, so symbolically, this shot is, is sort of saying. 
Dirty Harry and Scorpio are the same person. Mm. And he's talking to himself. And the shadow behind him also kind of echoes that. Yeah. Um, because he's double there. Now, where is Scorpio at this ca- at this time? What is he hiding? But Is he just in some trees? What's he- <laughs> yeah, he's just another dirty yeah. man in bushes. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the bushes. Yeah. Clint would have loved all this darkness because apparently one of the things he learned from his... his tenure as a television actor was he hated overlighting so oh, as really? soon as he you know had his own company and um yeah, out directing, dark. yeah. yeah. darkness now apparently it was a cold spring day andy robertson tells us and if he was lurking in the bushes he said he definitely remembered wearing long johns okay oh. echoing the mark twain quote that said that coldest the coldest summer no coldest winter he ever had was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry, Ben. What we do here is bad American accents. He's... Uh, I don't know about the Long Johns. <laughs> that takes away a bit of the mystique, doesn't it? Clint wouldn't be wearing that shit. Mm. <laughs> then again, Clint is wearing a three-piece suit. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Neither of them are dressed for the job, frankly. We have an IMDb intervention here, Ben. <laughs> where we read out IMDb comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Scorpio makes Harry toss his gun a good distance away onto concrete, which would cause noticeable damage to the revolver's blued finish. However, in the final scene, when Harry again delivers his famous speech, there is no visible damage to the weapon. Hang on, how do we know it's the same gun at the end? Yeah. Well, yeah, he might, he might have a whole a whole. You really think 44s. someone like Dirty Harry only has one Magnum forty-four? Come I like on, to think man. So. Because we, we've determined he's probably named Oh, yeah, them. Eric Clapton only has one guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. No. Also, it, 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 that is... Oh, IMDb just... Why haven't they closed those? It, rather, They've closed the message boards. Like, yeah. <laughs> the goofs that people put in, honestly. Well, he could have just got it fixed as well. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of days to get it done. Every morning he stops by the gun polisher. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, there's not a lot to say about this minute. It's just full of silhouettes and shadows over yeah. here. I love it. Do you think Clint, you think Harry's going to survive? What do, what do we think about the subtext of the line? That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of overt phallic Do we think that this. Scorpio is being suggestive here? Or <laughs> are we willing to give the benefit of the doubt to his upbringing and say, <laughs> at a moment like this, Scorpio would know it's not the time for crude innuendo. <laughs> Does he, wait, he just says that about the gun. He says that about the gun. And look, and Clint, uh, Harry has, has no comeback. He knows it's a big one. He's already <laughs> he said to the guy earlier it's a big one. <laughs> you know, he can't deny it's a big one. He can't argue. And that's what is burning him up inside. That's why he looks so frustrated. He can't argue with this guy. This guy is right. It is a big one. So it's emasculating him having to throw yeah, it away. Absolutely. Yep, there we go. Some more analysis. That is very, that is very good. It is emasculating. <laughs> the way Scorpio says it, it sounds very comedic as well. Like mm. he's a funny guy. <laughs> he's, he's, Look, I'd invite him to a party before I invited Harry. <laughs> Maybe he just wants a reaction out of Harry. <laughs> yeah, he seems confused. He um, seems, he's very happy to have him there, isn't he? He's like, oh, I'm, good. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, Harry. John, that might be a, or unless you're saving it for a later minute, a good time to. To talk about your your um, your interactions with Andy Robinson. Oh yes, um, I'm a new convert to this this thing called Facebook or whatever, and 
for the sole purpose of contacting our lovely actor Andy Robinson, who played Scorpio. Oh, no way. Really? Trying to get him on. You guys who is you in, in one way you could say you are Andy Robinson's replacement, Ben Irvy. Uh, <laughs> he was supposed to be on tonight. Because su- surprisingly, his his Facebook account's quite open, oh. and it seems quite personalised. Like he's got photos of his family and. Wow, I, I is can... he still acting? Yeah, I think yeah. so. He yeah. teaches acting now. I think for a long time he was running the, an acting program in the University of mm, Southern those California. Those he can't do. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, so he's not. He's not intimidated by the billions of fans who must be constantly messaging him. I think a godsend for him was when he played some character in Star Trek. Garrick, are you a big fan of? I'm not a big fan. No. You know, Trekkie. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I started off just saying, you probably said all you want to say about this great movie, Andy. <laughs> and he said, you're right, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the information he did depart, he did, what's the word? The information he impart. did impart. Was that he's correct? His recollection: This was three days shooting, Tim. What? Just this minute? Just this Mount Davidson Cross, yeah. Uh, That he wore long johns, and that this I think was one of the first scenes he'd shot um, when he came on board, and and that he was very proud of. My, that's a big line. That was his his favorite ad lib. Which line? Ad libbed line. My, my, that's a big line. Oh, that's ad libbed. Oh, was it? Cool. Okay, so I'm giving no credit to the screenwriter for that. (laughs) So that whole that whole side of his personality is just invented on the spot by the actor. If they'd gotten someone else, like Michael Beck, (laughs) it might have been completely different. Well, maybe rather than Scorpio trying to get a reaction at Harry, it was Andy Robinson trying to get a reaction out of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Imagine maybe. Clint like pistol whipping him after yeah. the cameras are off. <laughs> Stick to the script. <laughs> ben, you've worked freelance no. or at a oh, newspaper. Yes. yes. Have you ever received any any cryptograms or maniacal letters from any extortionists? Or oh, well, you okay. know, it depends how you define maniacal. <laughs> well, I someone know. who can do a tight five that's got great sense of comic. Time I've received no. I've I've never received anything from anyone as funny as Scorpio. <laughs> Uh, I've never received demands. Well, I've received demands for money, but not from fans. <laughs> no, I, I, I get. I have received quite a bit of mail from people who they're, they're too old to go on IMDb. They don't know that IMDb exists, so instead they just write to people like me to correct them, Uh-oh. rather than <laughs> rather than nitpicking at movies on the on the web. Um, just telling me things I've supposedly gotten wrong or stories about shows they watched in the 50s. Um, kind of like r- <laughs> rambling as well? Yeah, they? just occasionally get actual, you know, actual letters, hard copy, handwritten letters, um, which are forwarded to me from the age. They send them to the age. They don't know my address. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give my address later in the podcast. But they want me to know i think they kind of they want to they usually want to scold me for something like saying that one show is my favorite show of a particular genre when they think it should be another one but they also want to inform me about their whole life really <laughs> uh you know the first movie they ever watched who are these people just oh god knows people yeah, yeah. i mean they're they're there people there there are you know there are some nursing homes that give out stationery far too liberally <laughs> and <laughs> these are the people who write to me no it's always it's always nice to think someone has taken the time and they are much nicer than like you know how on on Facebook you have messenger and there's that thing about like you can um 
click on the, the folder for messages from people you don't know mm. that is just kept there and you forget that it's there because you're just getting normal messages from people you do know. And occasionally you're like, oh, yeah, I wonder if anyone, you know, any random people have messaged me. And you click on yeah, that and then you find request. out, oh, okay, so three months, three months someone told me that I better watch my back while I'm out walking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I'm glad I reached out to you guys via more trustworthy Twitter and uh, email. Email, uh, yeah. Ben, did you ever have cause to review? There was a Clint Eastwood family reality show a few years ago. Do you remember <laughs> No. That? What? <laughs> he wasn't in it, was he? <laughs> like Richard Wilkins, you know, he's got like 10 kids to yeah. seven women or whatever. There was some reality show about the younger brood of Eastwood. No. Really? Did it have Scott Eastwood? I really don't know much about it. Alison Eastwood, star of Clint's uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Wow. Is that a f- you like that? That's a good, that's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I watched that a few weeks ago, actually. I've- yeah, I was quite surprised. Very sensitive portrayal of transgender or, wouldn't you say, that Lady Chablis character? Which you wouldn't expect Probably from an Eastwood movie. Probably it's been a while, but I did like it. Kevin Spacey has a lot of um, <laughs> topical lines about blurring the truth and um, <laughs> it was just sex they won't understand, which I'm um, watching today looks a bit dodge. Well, that's the trouble, isn't it? If you're an actor and you, you play all sorts of roles uh, and then it turns out that you're some sort of horrible habitual criminal and then people go back and find oh yeah you did play a role where you played someone just like that yeah. that's why you should try to stick to one stereotypical part throughout your career and make sure it is completely different from your own dark secret <laughs> people off. well tim that's pretty much all i've got to say about this minute um what would you glean from scorpio that we haven't already discussed he seems quite calm cool and collected Likes to hide in bushes. <laughs> yeah. It does too. Come to think of it, he's kind of a creep. We were talking last minute that he's probably been at Mount Davidson Cross all the time. Yeah, just living there. He lives in a stadium, so yeah, yeah he's really used to it. I actually found it in an earlier minute in this sequence. Mm. A bit that jarred was when he's on the phone at the beginning and he says, I'll be watching you. Not all the time, but you won't know. And it's like, you don't have to say that. Just say I'll be watching you. Don't give away the fact. I mean, don't don't just... <laughs> it's yeah. it's a weird thing to say. Just say I'll be watching you. You can leave the rest as red. And say, oh, not all the time. Oh, not all the time? No, not all the time, but you won't know. Oh, good point. Okay, I won't thanks know. Thanks for clarifying. But just so, just so we're clear, not all the time. Yeah, not all the time. I have to confess, I can't be everywhere, Harry. <laughs> that reminds me of our English teacher, Tim, Mr. Stark. Remember, he goes, you don't need to say whether or not, because by definition, if you know whether, then you know contradiction is not the case. <laughs> and ruined my love of language forever. That's a much, that's a much, I made a much better point. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you'll make some better, better points for the next minute, Irvi. Yeah. You're Let's looking forward. All right. Well, Tim, you'll join us next time. Me? Yeah. I'm obliged to. <laughs> that's right. I mean, hopefully you'll try and get Trent. Uh, I'll, I'll try my yeah. best. Well, thanks, uh, Ben, Irvy. We'll catch you next time on Dirty, Dirty Harry, Harry Minute. 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 Awesome. Minute.